Welcome to the Holistic Counseling Podcast, where you discover diverse wellness modalities, advice on growing your integrative practice, and grow confidence in being your unique self. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. I'm so glad you're here for the journey. Welcome to today's episode of the Holistic Counseling Podcast. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. I hope your day's going well. I know here things are moving along and I'm just loving all the new connections I've been making through my Facebook group and this podcast. But today I wanted to talk to you about something that's been happening a lot more. I don't know about you. When you have a client that comes in and shares a self-diagnosis from TikTok or other social media, usually starting with, well, I watched this TikTok (laughs) and you've probably been there, done that. Well, today's guest is going to be discussing the benefits and risks of social media in therapy and self-diagnosis, Dr. Wendy Boring-Bray. She's a doctor of behavioral health and licensed professional clinical counselor specializing in working with individuals that are motivated to make changes in their lives. She is the founder of Diversified Behavioral Health, which is a group practice with a mission statement that is partnering with individuals to achieve whole person wellness in their lives, including physical, mental, and emotional well-being. Dr. Wendy stays active conducting lectures and trainings on shared decision-making, compassion fatigue, mindfulness, and self-care. A fun fact about her is she walked her first 5K, completed her first summer reading program, and bought her first RV this year. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Wendy. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and super excited to discuss this topic. So you mentioned a lot of firsts. So you're you're big on setting goals, I think. <laughs> I try. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm perfect at it. But I try and some of them just fall in my lap, like the reading program. I was like, hey, this sounds fun. Let let me see what I can do. And I ran with it. And I think I'm up to almost 60 books this year. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Good for you. That's awesome. My poor TV misses me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, can you tell my listeners more about yourself and your work? Sure. I I have a group practice, like you mentioned, so that keeps me very, very busy. I'm very involved with them. And one aspect that I love about that is being able to train them. And for me, it's important that we bring up professionals and providers in, in a certain way in order to maintain the integrity of our field. So I have really focused a lot of time on being able to curate that group practice. I'm also starting a nonprofit, so we are able to offer mental health services at low cost to no cost in the area. So I've been keeping very, very busy with those with those two things on top of reading. Yeah, sounds like you're managing a lot of different areas. Absolutely, it keeps keeps me going though. Keeps you going. (laughs) Keeps 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 you rolling. All that juggling, right? Well, let's just jump right in then, because I know this was an interesting topic that you brought to me, but there is so much information out there. We were talking before we hit record on how much it could be even over over information, right? Too much at times. It could be difficult for clients to understand and figure out what is true, what is not true, or somewhat true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so do you think there is a benefit to all this now that more therapists are on TikTok? and Instagram, Facebook? Yeah, you know, I do. I think that there is a benefit. I think that there's a fine line, but I definitely believe 
that there's a benefit. And one thing that I have seen actively in my group practice is more people coming in with the attitude that it's okay to seek help. They even, it's, this is funny to me, but I love it. They come in and they start talking about friends and, oh, my friend is in therapy and they were telling me about X, Y, Z and they want to be a part of that. So I think them reaching out for mental health services is wonderful. I absolutely believe that's a plus that is coming from social media and more people sharing about the positives of seeing somebody, a therapist or even a medical provider for their mental health. I think you're right about that. It's it's increasing that awareness and because we never used to hear this, and I'm going to age myself here, but back in the day when we didn't have social media, mm-hmm. like, where did you get your information, right? You had no idea, and it was all like hush-hush, and people didn't talk about it. But I think it is increasing that awareness, and and I'm wondering if it's helping with decrease the stigma to get services mm-hmm. and understanding diagnosis. I think it is. I really think... I think so. I believe that the more that the community, the more that people are able to speak about it, I honestly believe that we are erasing that stigma. And in other countries, I I talked to a few people in other countries and they still have that stigma and they have to keep it very hush hush and they benefit from coaching. So it's just really interesting that it's okay to have a coach help you, but not a therapist. Where here, we are making it acceptable. No longer things kept in the closet. They're, they're being brought out. And we can talk about how we feel, which is huge because yes. we, I, know, I know for me, I was brought up, okay, it's, it's okay not to feel. You should not feel. Suck it up. Right. That's exactly. what I was brought up. Exactly. And if you're sitting over there crying, well, then you're a crybaby and you know, you're not tough and you're never going to make it. And basically you're kind of written off. So I, I, at least in my world, I'm really happy that we're able to talk about that. And I'm really happy that we're able to normalize it. I think too, what I've found is I work with a lot of young adults and and many of them bring in, well, I saw this TikTok and I told you I sometimes I'm <laughs> mentally in my mind will roll my eyes, but <laughs> but sometimes it's beneficial. They'll tell me, you know, I heard this mental health hack and what do you think about this? And but sometimes it it does help because they you know, I just I had one person, one lady, she's like, I tried this and it and it worked. I was like, that's awesome. You know, and I, and I was like, that helped me because I learned from that too from you. Uh-huh. <laughs> so exactly. there are some things, right? That I think they can get those quick tips sometimes. And and I think that looking at the downside is they might think that it's always a quick fix. <laughs> right. Right. You know? What do you mean I have to work on this? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that, you know, that that's true. That's true. Right. You have your good and your bad. And that reminds yeah. me, I don't know if you ever watched the facts of life, you have your good, you have your bad. Take oh, both what do you have? <laughs> you know, the, the facts of life. life. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And that's what I think of. And so there, there is, there is um, a side to this that isn't always so positive. So what do you think are the downsides? Well, if we, if we look, 
from, let's just look at the provider side, because there is a downside for the provider. You have to be so careful on what kind of information that you put out there. You have to make sure what you're putting out there is evidence-based or people people can come back at you. You have to be careful that you aren't offering any kind of information that a person, an individual can perceive as you providing therapy services to them. So I think if it is educational, that's fantastic. The more that we get the word out there, the better off all of us are. I think that's important. Looking at, if, if we move that over to the individual side, it is easy. It is easy to believe, just like we're speaking about, that it is a quick fix that if I see something, you know, 40 seconds on TikTok, well, now I'm a master. <laughs> I know how to cure my anxiety exactly. in these three steps. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. These three steps. Okay. Well, it's it's not necessarily that easy. And something that I think people don't realize is where are they getting this information from? Is this person actually legit in what they're saying? And how would they know? You know, how would they know? Exactly. That's, that's a really, a really, really big one. And if they're learning from maybe somebody that's not a mental health provider, if they're learning from, you know, someone down the street that, oh, they're trying to put their numbers up, maybe, maybe they're not receiving the greatest information and it can be more hurtful than helpful. So, and another thing, Really. I mean, as women, I think we know this. One size does not fit all. Oh, gosh. Yes, so true. Right? It is. Even stretchy pants. I'm sorry. They <laughs> No. One size does not fit all. So does the information that they're receiving really apply to them? True. It may not. And I think as providers, we tailor our treatment towards the person that we have sitting in front of us. It's not a one-size-fits-all treatment. I think that's really important to, to keep in mind. Another, another big downside to this, and I think as providers, this can be starting to teeter on the scary side, is that there are, there are individuals that are recording sessions and especially with telehealth becoming so prevalent now, that's something we wouldn't even know. If the individual isn't telling us, hey, I'm going to record this session, we, we wouldn't know. And it's happening and they are putting it on social media. Wow. Mm. That's scary. It is scary. It, it is scary. So it's, you know, it's a fine line. There are some great things that can come out of social media, and then there are some things that aren't so great that are coming out of social media. I think it's yeah, and just compromising their confidentiality and exactly. But they're okay with that. They're okay (laughs) with that, and that's you know that's fine if they're okay saying, oh, you know, here's my session. This is what we spoke about. Here's a clip. But is it okay for the provider? Yeah. And there's privacy issues. There's a lot tied up Mm -hmm. with that, isn't there? Exactly. Exactly. So that I think is a concern and something that I've done. So I've been, I've been doing telehealth since probably 2017. And in my informed consent, it states that recording is not allowed. Like any type of recording is not allowed. Mm -hmm. It's, I think it's really important. And I, 
I'm not, I'm not on TikTok and going, you know, through to look at, did anybody record my sessions? I haven't done that. Now but, you got me paranoid. Do I, I should, I be, should I be looking? <laughs> no, don't go down I mean, that rabbit hole. That was when I was having a bad day and that was not my best session. Okay. I'm glad you said that because we all have those days. (laughs) I had a migraine that day. I was not myself. Exactly. Exactly. And that, of course, would be the one that winds up on there. (laughs) So that's a fear of mine as well. And I think that's something we need to be very cognizant about because it is happening. It is happening. On the flip side to that, I can't remember. I think it was one of the housewives recently that <laughs> I know. I know. I love the real housewives. I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> okay. I live in Orange County. Oh California. my God, you do? <laughs> yes. And they are all over here. People, we have housewives, um, yeah, sightings all over. But th- they seriously, seriously. Okay. I know this is off topic, but seriously, they really do look like that. <laughs> so, they do. <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's not a lie, but most of the people in Orange County look like that. So doesn't doesn't I matter. But one of them, and I don't think it was here. I don't think it was one of the Orange County housewives. I, I think it might have been a Beverly Hills one. But they their their therapist yeah. actually said something. Did you see that? Yeah. So I think again, you know, there's two sides to this. Is True. that okay? I don't think it's okay. But then, you know, we go back to, well, let's get the word out there that it's okay to seek mental health services. And I I think it's just a fine, it's a fine line. I wonder the danger of that too, if clients post that, that they might get some negative feedback and some trolls and some really, who knows, right? When you put it out there. Mm -hmm. You just don't know exposing yourself that much with an issue. And I could see that backfiring. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And if we look at another side to this, because I think this is so multifaceted, if we look at another side of this, people, you know, people are looking at this point for a diagnosis. And I remember, okay, maybe I remember, maybe I don't, not going to say, when WebMD was really, really big. Oh, yeah. And everyone's on WebMD, right? You you bump your shin and all of a sudden you have cancer. You're going (laughs) to die. Right. It's sort of like that. And doctors were very shy about, okay, you heard it on WebMD? Oh, okay. Must, must be true. So it's, it's sort of a new resurgence of that, except in a different way. A different way. Yeah. So what are the dangers with that self-diagnosis? I think what I've seen is people can come in and be very rigid about what they believe they have. If someone comes in and says, okay, I was doing my homework and I started drifting off and, oh yeah, I I do that, you know, a few times, I must have ADHD. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, have you thought about maybe it's your study skills, you know, let's take a look at your study skills. Oh, no, no, no. Can't be that. Can't be that. Nope. And I think that what what happens is it plants a seed mm-hmm. in their mind. And to me, that kind of leads back to the pink elephant theory, where if I tell you not to think about pink elephants, all you're going to see is pink elephants. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's that. Well, I must have this because I see in my life that I don't focus as well as my neighbor. Yeah. Okay. 
well, your life is very different than your neighbor. Can you tell me more about your life? And they, they're very rigid. No, it must be this. And then what happens sometimes, and we've seen this in my, in my practice, is they'll find another therapist that will agree with them. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that can be a downside and maybe being overdiagnosed. What I tend to do, <laughs> here's what I tend to do when people come in with, with something like that. Like I saw it on TikTok. I saw it on Instagram. One, kudos for reaching out, you know, and really verifying if that's what you believe it is, you know, let, let's check it out. But what I do especially if they're very rigid, concrete thinking, is I'll pull out my DSM and I'll say, let's look it up. Yeah. Let's look it up. Do you meet this criteria? And many times they don't. There's been a couple that do, but many times they don't. And And especially something like, I have a lot more, I don't know if there's more videos on autism spectrum. Um, Mm -hmm. That's very comprehensive too. I mean, that's an evaluation that you can't just do, Mm -hmm. you know, looking at a few questions. And I think that Many clients don't understand that too. No, they don't. They don't. I almost, I mean, of course, I don't know this for a fact, but I almost wonder if this is an escape in some way. They, you know, want to escape that maybe something isn't perfect in their life, or maybe they have something that they can change, but they're choosing not to change it. So if they have a diagnosis, well, then I have this. So I have a reason why. There's my get out of jail free card. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. true. I didn't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's just not always the case. It's just not. And to me, that leads to a much bigger picture of, you know, what is going on? Let's dive into what's really going on that you may be trying to escape from. But can it be a good thing? It can. I believe it can. I also believe it's dependent upon the individual. So how should therapists respond when a client comes in with a self-diagnosis? So that's a great question. And again, I don't know that there's a one size fits all. (laughs) Exactly, right? But what I think they can do is listen. Absolutely listen to what's going on. Listen, not just for that super... I guess the superficial level, but listen for something deeper. And there, there will be clues there. There will be clues. You know, I, if the person comes in and says, I've been doing this, just like the person that we're talking about, well, you know, I keep drifting off when I'm doing my homework. Listen to what's going on in their environment. Listen to who that person is as a person. You try to figure out more about them. Don't just settle on, okay, you have ADHD. That's great. Yeah, I can see where, oh, you're not, you know, you're drifting off and you're not being able to study. Oh yeah, you probably do then. Don't, don't just do that. I think that feeds into it. Really study that person as a person. One thing that I tell my providers is you, you are detectives. You are detectives. Listen, learn, and then come up with your diagnoses. You know, don't just take things at face value. Yeah, and I think it just reminds me of the cognitive distortion jumping to conclusions, right? Mm-hmm. So we got to be careful as therapists. <laughs> Not to just jump that. Oh, yeah, that sounds like it. Okay. Right. Right. Then, I mean, everybody that walks in our door is going to have some kind of disorder. And I don't think that's always the case. No. I really don't. I know insurance companies want us to think that, right? (laughs) Lock (laughs) them in. Right. (laughs) Exactly. And then we're only going to give you three sessions. (laughs) (laughs) 
You can do it, right? Three sessions. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. My cape is broke. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are there are positives and negatives to social media. I think that as providers, we need to be extra careful. We need to understand that not everything is positive in social media. There are some great things that are coming out of it, but yeah. not everything is positive. We need to be aware of what is going on in that realm. I think that for us, it's also important, even if we're not on social media, to at least take a look. Yes, for sure. See what's out there. See what clients are looking into and what what kind of information they may be seeing, because that can give you some idea of what's out there and help to understand their world a little more. Exactly. Exactly. There are people... I'm going to say, especially on TikTok, not always on TikTok. I know Instagram and you know Facebook and other other platforms also have this, but TikTok seems to be a pretty pretty big deal where people that may honestly be diagnosed with depression or anxiety or bipolar, you know, some type of disorder, they do get on there and they will show people what it's like to live with this disorder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, I think, you know, there's positives and negatives to that, especially when we look at things like bipolar disorder. When you have bipolar disorder, it's not, it's not the way it's portrayed in movies. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's not. And I think it's great that individuals are able to see what it really truly looks like from a patient's perspective. But I also believe in a way that, again, that's planting seeds. It's not the same for everybody. Mm-mm, not at all. Not at all. And de- probably don't even get me started with medications. So, <laughs> you know. And I think that that's, you know, that of course, that disclosure you mentioned as far as the provider side that you do have to mention that this is not therapy. And I think some people could get that confused. Oh, this mm-hmm. person's a licensed therapist on TikTok. So then I don't really need to reach out because I'm just going to watch their TikToks and get my information. Right. Right. And I think as I think as therapists or mental health providers that we have fantastic information to share with the world. I really believe that. And I also believe that there are are things that, you know, are pretty general that we can offer people, just like you said, setting goals. Yeah, we can teach. Hey, you know, here's a 15 minute clip on this is what I use when I'm going to write goals. It's pretty, pretty harmless, pretty harmless. You know, but diving into, okay, well, you know, if you have bipolar, this is what medication you should be taking. I I think that really risky. Yes. It goes beyond what we need to be doing. I just watched a TikTok. (laughs) I just had to say it, (laughs) but I did. (laughs) I said, I was a licensed therapist because I've been looking at some as well, just looking at different accounts. And they said, I'm a licensed therapist, but I'm not your therapist. I was like, Mm -hmm. bam, yes. Right. (laughs) Right. That was perfect. That's what we have to do. That's what we have to do. And then if there are therapists, because I know this is a thing and I have I have a couple of them on my website, but I think that it's fantastic. And if you're a therapist, you go. You know, when you create courses, when you create courses, if you are selling your courses and you're advertising through social media, absolutely have a disclaimer, not only in the little blurb that you write up on social media, but also on your website stating that yes. you are not offering therapy. This is not to be confused with therapy. 
Good point. Seems like we got to do a lot of that covering ourselves and that clarity too on it. Absolutely. We, you know, we, we have enough things to deal with in the day that we don't need to bring more onto our plate. So it's anytime you put yourself out there on social media, please put some kind of disclaimer that you are not offering therapy. But I just want to rewind for a moment. I know we were talking about re- clients recording sessions. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering how therapists can handle that besides informed consent. Do you have any other ideas about that? I think it's important to talk to your person, your individual, talk to them about it. Let them know the benefits and the risks and the risks. And if you are completely okay with them doing that, you know, that's up to you. What I would probably do is have them sign something and you sign something saying that you were okay with it. So that way it does not come back at you for whatever reason. True. I, I would have something in writing because things might sound great in the moment, but later on they may not. And I think all of us as therapists, we've all had that one person, the patient say later on, well, you don't know what you're talking about, you know, and you essentially get fired by, by your patient. So yeah. mm-hmm. sometimes things can go sour and I think it's important to have everything in writing. And I think too, I'm just thinking if they took a clip of something and it was kind of out of context mm-hmm. too, that could be misconstrued on social media as well. Exactly. And that goes back to, you know, you have somebody on social media highlighting whatever their diagnosis either is or what they want it to be. And I was in therapy and my therapist said, that's that's not what you have. And I was really upset. And then they reacted in this way. And that's all you see. You don't see, you know, all the groundwork that was laid before that. True. Yeah, definitely. And people can get reactive with that kind of stuff. And Absolutely. The anonymity of social media can cause a lot of problems. And if, if your person, your patient names you by name, then you might have a lot of things come at you. And I, I've seen that from various, not providers, but I've seen that just from people that have social media accounts. They say something that someone doesn't like, and then all of a sudden their name is everywhere. And they receive a lot of negative feedback to the point where it's it's scary and hateful. And of course, that can impact your reputation and who knows what can get back to licensing boards and yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of exactly. trouble can come from that. Whew, that's a lot we talked about, right? <laughs> it is. It is a lot. And part of it can be very, very scary, I think, because you don't know what to expect. And some of this is really out of your control. That makes it extra scary. Exactly. And I know how hard we work to get to this point in our career. So I think it's really important that we learn to protect ourselves from, you know, what the could be, this could happen. Yeah. So what do you think is a takeaway that you could share today from our talk today? I think there's a couple. One, social media can definitely be your friend. It's a wonderful avenue for getting your message out there, for helping people that may not be able to afford therapy, which I think is a whole nother topic that we could dive into sure. someday. But I think it there there is a place for it. And I think there is a place for it for therapists. Yeah, exactly. So what's the best way for listeners to find you and learn more about you? 
Well, I have a website. You can find me at wendyboringbray.com. You can find me there. I am on social media under doctor underscore, let's see, I think it's doctor period underscore boring bray on Instagram. I am not on TikTok. <laughs> I'm not saying that I don't get on there and look. I mean, there's some things on there that yes. I'm like, oh, this is fascinating. I, I, okay. And let me, confession time. I say off TikTok because once I get on, I'm I on know, there for right? three hours <laughs> to where the point that little one comes up and says, you've been on here a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's too addicting. Yes. Oh, yeah. So I stay away from TikTok, but Instagram... You know, I do get on there and of course on my website. Excellent. Yeah. I just starting doing some TikToks, but I was starting with Instagram reels, but to me, do those are fun <laughs> to create. Yeah, they so. are. They are fun. And I love being able to teach. I think that's probably yeah. my biggest passion. But yes, I, I'm not on TikTok because I can't control it. So. I can't control it. That's funny. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the Holistic Counseling Podcast, Dr. Wendy. Well, thanks for having me. This was wonderful. And please... I hope that everyone has some takeaway from this and just, just be careful. That's it. Absolutely. And don't forget to tune in for another episode next Wednesday. Remember to come join my Facebook group, the Holistic Counseling and Self-Care Group, where you can gain support, learn new holistic strategies, and develop community with other clinicians. This is Chris McDonald sending each one of you much light and love. Till next time, take care. Thank you for listening and supporting the Holistic Counseling Podcast. If you are loving this podcast, please share with your colleagues so we can continue to grow our holistic community. Also, are you ready to take the next step to create an integrative counseling practice? I invite you to sign up for my free nine-part email course, Becoming a Holistic Counselor. In this course, you'll explore different holistic strategies, how to develop your skills as a holistic counselor, and how to manifest your dream practice. Go to www.holisticcounselingpodcast.com Scroll down and enter your name and email address today.